Welcome to the Tips on Apple Devices podcast. My name is Adam Fosley and I'm your host. On the Toad podcast, we discussed all things tech, from photography to coding to inventing the future. Today, we have a special guest for episode three of The Tech Life, an exclusive series about technology in our everyday lives. Our guest today is Habib Khalafi, who is an architect in California. Hi, Adam. It's really nice to be here with you. Thank you. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about being an architect? Well, um, you know, I've been an architect for, um, it's kind of funny to say that, like I've been an architect. I guess I have been, yeah. you know, right? It's, uh, uh, you know, I, I think architects um, tend to think as a life being an architect, not like I, I am someone who does architecture, but as someone who is an architect. And it is kind of saying a little bit about the profession and how it is. Uh, So I've been um, an architect, I guess, most of my life or when I decided that I was going to be an architect. But I've actually been a licensed architect in the state of California for 32 years. And um, what I want to tell you about architecture is that it's a a combination of um, an artistic endeavor a techno, a, a um, understanding of um, building technologies, and also uh, what is necessary uh, to perform the task for a particular client. Most of the time, architecture is really something that we do for someone, um, and it's not a uh, like we design a building for a company, or we design a house for an individual, or we do something for someone. And um, I love it. It's really great to be an architect. I get to um, um, express myself as um, and and my artistic uh, side. Yeah. So you've been doing it thirty two years. You I said? have. Yes. So wow. Um. Uh, so well, I know okay. we want to talk a little bit about um, how architecture has changed for you. Uh, uh, in the technology kind of side of things, but I wanted to talk about, um, yeah, so I wanted uh, to, for, if you could explain to us kind of how when you started in, in architecture and how, and the technologies used then, the, uh, the, uh, the planning service, the equipment that you use then, and how it's changed to uh, a now um, based on technology. Very good. Um, so there, there really wasn't much technology when I started in architecture. The best technology we had was a pencil and a, an eraser and a piece of paper. So we drew on a piece of paper with a pencil and we erased what <laughs> what mistakes we made. And now you uh, have more of an online kind of blueprint. We have a more of a uh, different way of engaging with the way we communicate uh, how we build something. So architecture, when it comes to um, uh, drawing plans, is really language. We're communicating with the people who build our buildings how to build it. It's essentially what we want them to build. It's not actually how to build it because that's means and methods, and that's more of a contractor or builder issue. For us, it's more about how we imagine something to be and what instruction we give somebody to build that. It's an interesting question you ask about technology and how it uh, has an impact in the way we do things. Um, First and foremost, I want to tell you is that um, while we don't really use pencil 
and eraser. For a long time, computer-aided design was a substitution for pencil and eraser. And it's only been the last few years when we have access to what we call parametric um, software, what allows us to actually build a building in three-dimension the computer and then translate those instructions into plans where people who are underground building it can actually use to build it. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, so it's made a, a big difference in the way that we think and the way we um, give a set of instructions. It hasn't really had an impact in the way we design buildings, but it has a big impact in the way we uh, uh, construct a building. Not actually construct a building, but the way we uh, put together a set of plans. I so see. So... You, so are there a lot of kind of these computer-based services, professional uh, computer-based services that you use for your job? And like, what are they? Uh, how do you learn to use them? Well, more and more. There are uh, lots of different programs, anything from uh, Autodesk, AutoCAD and Revit to uh, Architect, which is a, um, a, um, a parametric program to actually something that Google um, is now offering a, a free version of it called SketchUp. So more and more we're getting into a parametric way of um, actually constructing the building in a digital space rather than uh, in two-dimension version of it or um, think about that way. The industry hasn't quite caught up with it, though, because it's difficult still to deal in two-dimension or in a computer with a mouse uh, to navigate into three dimension, but it's getting better and better all the time. There's lots and lots and lots of software out there. Um, mastering all of them, I would say is impossible. <laughs> you would just pretty much take one and and uh, you try to use it as a, as a tool yeah. to, um, yeah. So do you have a lot of special equipment that kind of goes with it? We do. Um, uh, computers, will have to be uh, multi-thread, have multi-threaded um, um, processors. They would have to have uh, very good graphic cards and lots and lots of memory because uh, our files tend to be very large and, and uh, they would have to be um, uh, capable of rendering. There are some beginning, there are some software that are beginning to emerge online kind of things but most of the stuff that we use are still computer-based, individual workstation-based. So not much online stuff is really happening now. I see. So, um, it, it, so you're, so you're, so you're kind of talking about um, what ways kind of the computer helps maybe make it make the planning easier and like positives and negatives. Uh, yeah, positive is. Um, uh, uh, better drawings, more clear drawings, uh, certainly uh, uh, better delineation, um, uh, easier to communicate, easier to set, send instruction to the field as, um, as construction is, uh, is going on, uh, easier to communicate with authorities about, um, you know, code compliance and so on. The negative is that, that I think uh, um, we take that for granted and we really don't engage with it in, in the way that is very powerful. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you kind of, um, 
I don't want to say it. Like if you have a uh, associate company that would, you have locations in different spaces uh, and the different uh, uh, members of that company, like an architecture company, for example, would be in different places. You can share the the plans or what you've worked on in these online services for with sure. each other. For sure, we do that. Which is something we talk about with a lot of the podcast guests is using those online those those online and computer based services to um, share it and take the the advantage of the of the easier communication. For sure, but every time there is a but the the year but part of it is that if those if if all the if all the members of the team are not actually, uh, uh, let me let me let me phrase that differently. If the communication is not very clear between all those members, uh, then it will have an impact in the out, outcome of the project. But you're right. I, I we do collaborate with people all around the world, and um, and it's really great because we can bring talents uh, that are specific to a particular project. Um, to the project, so it is. It is. It is for sure more beneficial uh, yeah. than it is. Yeah. Uh, so, how about the uh, kind of cost of like? Can you? I mean, would it be hard to just kind of download one of these services if you had a kind of a very advanced computer like that? Or I don't know about downloading a service. Um, I'm not sure what you mean by that. Well, I just mean. Uh, if it, is it kind of a hard to access thing? No, not really. Not not in today's world, you know, uh, uh, with internet. And I mean, of course, you need to have a good connection and a fast enough connection so that you can transmit larger files. Um, we do use, um, you know, a lot of online type of uh, meeting type uh, kind of things. We we particularly like Zoom to use. So you do need a good uh, have yeah. a good connection. You need to have a good enough computer. Um, to, you know, manage all of that. Yeah. Uh, do you mind telling us a bit about uh, computer-aided design and drafting? Computer-aided design and drafting, as I mentioned earlier on, is that it's really taking a, 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 a bigger leap forward with parametric, uh, which means three-dimensional kind of software, where, uh, it, where there is a breakdown, so to speak, is how the building actually gets built. Uh, the building still gets built with tradesmen who have essentially the same set of skills as they had uh, 20 years ago. There's still metal studs and there's still walls and there's still drywall and all of that. Um, I started a company a couple of years ago to bring robotics into construction. And so with, with uh, uh, being able to use parametric uh, software to design uh, the building in three dimension and then actually have robotics assisting in constructing the building, I think we're looking um, to a much more efficiently build buildings. Buildings can actually um, have less waste in construction, be um, more accurately built, uh, be built more to specifications, and perform better or perform as intended. I see. Um, yeah, so it is cutting, it is kind of, um, we're not there though. We're not there yet. Yeah. And when we get there, there will be a, there will be an impact Yeah. and there will be an impact on jobs because we're gonna, we're gonna be replacing a lot of people 
tradesmen with machine with machinery and the way we built. Yeah, what this. was that company? What company? That you were saying that uh, you started. Oh a- um, well, um, yeah, I started a company about robotics, and I prefer not to really say much okay. more about it because okay. we're still kind of at the. Uh, a very uh, conceptual stages of it. We do actually have design for a couple of different robots that uh, assist in construction. But that would cut down on the amount of uh, like just general construction jobs and contracting jobs. It would, unfortunately, that's true. Yeah. Uh, so we learned a lot today, and I wanted to do another 10-10. So what this is is I've been doing it with all the guests for the Tech Life, we take one device, so far today we'll take the computer, and we'll think where, and you'll just basically talk to us about where it was 10 years ago, where it is now, and where you uh, kind of think or imagine it'll be 10 years from now. Um, that's an interesting question you're asking. Um, so I have been actually building the computers that I use. So I buy the components and I actually put it together. I while the, while the, certainly processors have gotten faster and there are better graphic cards and there are faster memory and whatnot, we haven't really changed much. We haven't really progressed, in my opinion, in the way that we use computers. In the next 10 years, possibly, but certainly in the next 20 years, I think computers are going to be more or less uh, uh, an appliance or even a service that you subscribe to there won't really be a whole lot of hardware to engage with, um, but there would be um, uh, a software-based uh, kind of a visual thing that you engage with. I think the biggest improvement uh, in the next 10 or 20 years in the way that we engage with computers is going to be the way we input the data. And I don't know what that's going to be, but it's not going to be the mouse anymore. I think the mouse has lived its uh, usefulness. I see. Okay, that's interesting. Because uh, we've heard some other um, uh, people when we did, kind of, we talked about the phone, the iPad, um, the uh, desktop computer, uh, and read a few others, um, like the landline phone and stuff, and so uh, the TV. Um, so, and a lot of people were saying, well, a lot of people had a vision uh, for either what they specialized in or uh, just in general of how um, of that, you know, 10 years ago, like they, they believed that it's really just been a huge, uh, uh, you know, increase in the innovation uh, over the past 10 years. And then the next 10 years, it's going to be just like, double even it's gonna like computers are gonna be much 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 more advanced and then some people thought in the in the 1010 uh, that we did with them thought that there would just be little improvements i um, think in the next 10 years going to be a huge improvement in the way that we interact with computers not necessarily computer power uh, i'm sure that will um be increasing as it, it as it does um, because more of a financial issue than anything else is companies want to make more money and they have more better chips and all of that. But I think it will definitely make a difference in the way that we in, we interact with computers. It's okay. going to make a difference. Uh, so that's all that we have today. Uh, to hear more of the Toad podcast, just go to anchor.fm slash toad. That's anchor.fm slash toad to subscribe or visit our website online. 
Uh, to sign up for Toad and work with us to solve problems you have with your device, get tips and how-tos, and much more, just email toadiservice or at gmail.com or go to our website, toadiservice.wix.com slash website. We thank you for tuning in. Till next time. Thanks for inviting me.